Welcome to Stories of COVID, the interview project that explores what it's like to experience a global pandemic. I never thought I would see this in my lifetime. It is scary and it's very real, but it's not hopeless. As I said, I changed three planes. None of them were wearing any gloves or masks. I've never seen so much support for freelancers or artists in the in the media um, as I have now. They both laid me off from just the advent of the, the outbreak. I'm anthropologist and author Veronica Kieran, and I am building an interview archive of stories and anecdotes that define this time in history to write a book preserving this experience for future generations. If you'd like to help preserve this moment in history for future generations, check out the show notes to sign up for an interview. Yelena lives in Barcelona, Spain, but is from Belgrade, Serbia. She can compare and contrast these two countries and their responses to the pandemic. She said during her interview that the night before lockdown in Barcelona, she went to the supermarket in order to stock up, like many others, and the bare shelves and fighting over food reminded her of the Yugoslav War in the 1990s. So I was in Spain, in Barcelona, Spain, where I currently live as well. Uh, so I remember hearing, as I remember hearing about the spread of the virus elsewhere, China, uh, then Italy, and just yeah just hearing about the, these other countries and thinking okay will it come here as well and what are we going to do if it comes here that was probably a beginning of march that i've heard uh, actually sorry i heard about it beforehand maybe february uh about the the first instances elsewhere but then i heard like march was already italy so I, I, I heard more about it in March, I would say. I think my perspective changes with the findings that also change. So I don't see any kind of stability to it for, um, when it comes to the information that we have. So obviously my perspective tends to change as well. But in the beginning, I, well, I took it for granted, I, I really took it lightly. I was like, okay, this is a virus that will happen, that, that will probably, I don't know, close um, some facilities and, and, you know, probably impose some restrictions to our movement, but that's it. So in summertime, we're, we're off, uh, but no, uh, it didn't happen. I was really shocked. I was shocked and I still am shocked today uh, to see the, the length, like the duration of this crisis, uh, I was not, not, not really, not thinking it would last that long. I was sure, I was sure I would, it would be over before the summer started. I was sure. So that was like a big perspective. Like now at, at this moment, I just, I, my perspective shifted completely to the extent that I think, okay, it will never end. <laughs> that, that's my perspective now. <laughs> so I'm in Barcelona, Spain. As of Friday 16th, as of my birthday, <laughs> the 
the restaurants, clubs, and bars, uh, gyms, etc., are closed. There is limited, like uh, limited number of people who can enter bigger space, closed spaces. Uh, so far, supermarkets are are normal as always. But yeah, like these these kind of uh, clubs, restaurants, hotels are closed. Any kind of facility that provides like service, uh, food and, and beverages, things like that. That's that's closed. Closed temporarily, and I believe it will reopen soon because people are protesting. Uh, they are not enough. Um, there's not enough support, financial support for for those people. Uh, so they are out of job and they their income is suffering. So I, I'm pretty sure it will reopen very soon. The mask is mandatory everywhere. The only exception is when you're doing sports. Like when I go jogging or walking by the sea, I don't need to have it on properly, but I have to have it with me. Although I think like 50% of people, they still keep it on even when they, they go jogging and they do sports activities. So it has affected my life on so many levels. Uh, now with insight, I can say, uh, so like by far, okay, let's start with like physical aspects. So I've gained weight, uh, even though I worked out during the pandemics and I worked out with very, like with very intensive kind of, um, programs, uh, but still the lack of like movement, like, um, going for a walk and, and just doing things moving around during the day that uh, really affected my my bones as well. So I, I started having like more bone problems and, and just feeling more stiff and rigid overall. And I still haven't recovered from it. I still feel much older. My body feels much older. Um, yeah, so that's, that's one thing. Then like, my social, uh, well, social and family relationships, etc., kind of aspect of life. Um, so I haven't seen my family for eight months, I would say. So since since January, I was supposed to travel to Serbia in April. Well, the, the thing happened, and so I didn't, and I still haven't done so because of the pandemics, different restrictions that have been. Uh, place, but also because my passport expired in the meantime, and my residence permit here in Spain expired in the meantime, and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't uh, actually. I had to go to Madrid, but I had to wait until I could go to Madrid, right? So to renew my passport, that took a while. So all these like administrative things got really, really complicated during during the pandemic, and so I, also my I couldn't renew my visa because I couldn't show up. Uh, there so now I'm also I can't travel because of that so it's it's really affecting uh, my my mobility and ability to see people go back to my country see see my family and friends hence I haven't seen them for long hence uh, obviously there have been moments that I felt very well sad and uh, just in general a bit hopeless as to when I would be able to reunite with people I started living with my boyfriend because of pandemic. <laughs> I mean, it was like, like a catalyst. Like on the 12th of March is when we got, we, we started uh, having lockdown in Spain. Uh, so he just stayed at my place and we, we, we continued 
living together because we there was no other way to to see each other so we lived together and once the pandemic was over he moved in like permanently so yeah that was like a major change that covid brought to my life and yeah i think like in terms of my work no i haven't actually quite the contrary i i did quite a few projects that really like interesting covid related projects uh, in e-learning so that didn't suffer at all well my work has always been like a technology is essentially my work i've always worked remote uh, and i collaborate with people all around the world so it nothing changed in that regard but for other people it has changed because thanks to technology they could continue working uh, from their homes and they could earn their salary and and what not then obviously workouts you can work out using these like uh, youtube videos and stuff and and you can i don't know we bought a new tv set <laughs> with like netflix and stuff so the entertainment as well also the well you can get informed very easily about what's going on and the statistics which is not always the best thing to do uh but yeah i think without technology this would have been so much different and much worse than it was much much worse well i, I as i said like the living moving in like living with uh, my boyfriend that was a uh, like a, a big thing that that happened like a story that wouldn't have happened um otherwise at that moment that specific moment i remember how going back from shopping um how going back from shopping we would uh, either my partner or i at the door at the entrance door we would take up all our clothes <laughs> immediately like even with the door open and i think neighbors could see us uh and then just dispose of it and go directly to the bathroom to to take like a, take a shower and wash everything off uh meanwhile the other person who was who had been in uh would that disinfect any like every little thing that was brought in the house so uh, i remember shopping for i don't know uh got me home with five huge shopping bags and then i would take out every item and, and wipe it like really really wipe it with uh, uh alcohol so that was like i remember this crazy crazy kind of um routines that we had but then also i remember the first actually yeah when when the night before the lockdown we went uh, or was it the very day that it started we went out to to the biggest supermarket which always has so many things i went in and i saw empty shelves like there was no meat there was no toilet paper there was no like no vegetable nothing and people were panicking i i remember that i started crying <laughs> because i felt uh, i felt scared and it reminded me of wars in uh, in the 90s in in serbia uh because we had the same i remember being a child and and have seeing that and not having food at home because of that and i i really <laughs> i really got really really upset so that's something that we always say uh as a as a story that feeling so yeah during covid i took up painting which i always wanted to do but never had time for so i painted one painting <laughs> uh which was which is cool that wouldn't have happened without covid for sure 
I feel that I was in touch with so many people, which I normally am not. Like so many people who reached out, how are you doing? How is Spain? Everyone was home, I guess. So we had more time to kind of communicate with each other in free time. So I felt really well connected with people. I felt really well connected with everyone. We were always like, always uh, chatting, talking and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's also without COVID that, that, that that's not, definitely not the case now, even though it's still the crisis, but people went back to their normal, semi-normal lives and the, the contact is gone for most of these people. What was current in Serbia, which is my country of origin, we had a situation with elections that was directed to COVID. So I, I felt I wanted to share that. So when at that time, uh, obviously m most countries uh, either canceled or postponed their elections or made them online. What happened in Serbia was that prior to the elections, um, maybe two weeks prior, all the restrictions had been lifted. Um, car, like lockdown was lifted. Um, so the air was cleared, right? And, and what was told in the media is everything's good. Serbia is the best country in the world. We cured coronavirus, etc. cetera. Uh, unfortunately, most people, like lots of people believe what they see and hear. And, and so I know that my family, my friends, they resumed their normal lives and they all went out to, to vote. And after that, uh, well, uh, most of the people got COVID and I, I know so many people who got COVID and some of them were really in a bad state. And then obviously the government blamed other factors and not the fact that they actually uh, actually brought that to their own people because of their, they wanted to get elected. Uh, and this is a big thing that was not, that didn't take uh, attention. They didn't get attention from the world media and I wish it would have got because that's, that was really serious. And that was, um, that's something that deserves, in my opinion, to be punished uh, legally because there are people who died because of that. There was no responsibility taken whatsoever. And I am in Spain and I can see the difference, how seriously it is taken here. Lots of people will complain, but I'm saying Spain has done such a good job in in, um, in balancing between, you know, restriction and providing safety, but also accommodating people economically. Uh, so yeah, that's something I wanted to kind of highlight. Thank you for listening. Subscribe so that you don't miss an interview. I interview multiple people a week and I am releasing these episodes as fast as I can. And if the story meant something to you, share it because it will probably mean something to someone else. Every time you share the project, it helps the project grow. So thank you. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.